0: said to them, "Do not be afraid. Yeah. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Yeah. Yeah. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord." Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace." to those on whom his favor rests. What is the message of Christmas? I can say it real quick for you. The message of Christmas is you matter to God. You matter to God. You're important to him. Some people don't always feel important to God, but you are important to him. That is the message of Christmas. Now, I have been waiting for a long time for a preacher to say this, and no one ever has. So I'm going to take the opportunity to say it. My message is called, Christmas really is all about the gifts. I have been wanting a pastor to say that. So I'm going to say it. Because I don't know about you, I have always liked presents at Christmas time. I mean, maybe you're one of those. Oh, I don't want anything. Don't worry about me. I'm fine by myself. No, you aren't. You like presents just as well as anyone else does. Just be honest. Christmas isn't really about giving gifts or anything. No, Christmas really is all about the gifts, and I'm going to show you in our passage today. Because our God is the biggest gift-giving God that you've ever seen. He is in the business of giving gifts. There's a word that we're going to hear a lot more over the next couple of weeks, or over the next week or so, and that is gift. Because you're out trying to find the perfect gift for that loved one. And you're hoping, oh, you won't admit it, but you are. You are hoping they will find the perfect gift for you. You might even leave a few hints, right? Just in case. I I ordered a camera bag for my oldest daughter. And it was just what she wanted. And the company emailed me and said, we won't have that leather they're all like handmade right you know we will not have that leather in stock until after christmas so if this is a christmas gift you're not going to be able to give it to her but we will offer you this color and this color and this shade of leather and different kinds of leather and so i so i texted her i said suppose someone were to get you the following two bags for christmas which one Hypothetically, would you be interested in if they were not able to get you the one you really wanted? And she texted right back to me and she said, I would like the tan one with the whatever it was. She said, if someone were to hypothetically give that one to me, I would be really happy. Christmas really is all about the gifts. The tradition of gift-giving began at Christmas. And God gave us the gift of Jesus. But with that gift of Jesus comes some other special gifts. And that's what we want to focus in on this morning. This Christmas, first of all, accept the gift of boldness. Boldness. I think it's significant that the very first thing the angel said to the people when he announced that Jesus was born was what? Don't be afraid. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been afraid of God? I know a lot of people who are afraid of God. I know Christians who are afraid of God. And they're afraid if they do something wrong that God's going to turn his back on them. And they go through life with this this fear. Like God is this giant policeman up in the sky with this billy club ready to come down on their head. And they forget that the Bible says that if you are in Christ Jesus, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God is is not someone for us to be afraid of if we are part of his family. Now, I grew up in a family, I, I had a father, he was a military man, and he was British. Put those two together. You can imagine the strictness and the somberness in our home, yeah? But I knew he loved me. I had a healthy fear of him. It was really more of a respect for him. I knew he loved me, and because he loved me, and he took care of me, and he provided for me, I was not cowering in fear before him. We would have to stand at attention outside our bedroom doors every morning, at attention, Having our beds made, as he walked down the hallway, my two brothers and I, each standing outside their bedroom door, at attention, as he would look in and inspect our beds. At 6 p.m. every night, every evening, we would be dressed for dinner. I mean dressed for dinner. And we would be standing at attention, behind our chairs at the dinner table as he walked in to the room. And we did not sit until he gave us the instruction to sit. I mean, it was strict, but we knew this man loved us. God loves us. There's no reason to be afraid. The first message, don't be afraid. Jesus Christ came to earth not to scare us, but to save us. Because he loves us. Why did God come as a baby? I think he came as a baby because no one's afraid of a baby. I mean, who's afraid of a baby? What's a baby going to do to you? And that's how God came to us. He wanted to relate to us as human beings. If God wanted to relate to cows, he would have come as a cow, but he didn't. If he wanted to relate to uh, to us as a bird, he he didn't want to relate to birds or cows or cats or dogs. Even though dog spelled backward is God, but I don't know anything about that. I, I don't know where that comes from. He wanted to relate to you and to me. So he came as a baby. Something that we would not be afraid of. Nobody's going to be afraid of him. He came into the world the same way all of us come into the world. Oh, I know we talk about the virgin birth. The miracle was not the birth. The miracle was when he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. It was just a a normal nine-month pregnancy. It was a normal birth. But it wasn't a normal baby. 100% 100% human, man. 100% divine, God. That's Jesus. And this gift, when you accept the gift of Christ, what do you get? It's kind of like a package deal. You get boldness. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline the gift of boldness some of you are afraid you may be feeling a bit afraid it's time for christians not to be afraid but rather we need to be bold oh but i'm afraid after this election oh no this election didn't really change anything It just brought a lot of things that were underneath the surface to the surface. That's all. It it didn't suddenly change the people of America. It just simply brought it to the surface. Guess what? When it's below the surface and no one knows about it, everyone goes around saying, oh, there's not a problem. But now everyone knows, yeah, there's a problem. That's a good thing. We can deal with it now. Now people are ready to talk about it. That's why I'm going to Washington, D.C. on February 2nd at the invitation of Congress to talk about it. That's going to be the topic. Racial reconciliation, racial issues. What can we do about the race problem in America Ten years ago, that would not have been a topic in Washington, D.C. Because no one except minorities understood there was a problem. But now we all know there's a problem. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's time for Christians to be bold, not time to be afraid. Here's the second gift that we get when we accept Christ. Accept God's gift of joy. Joy. The angel said, I bring you the most joyful news ever announced. He says, I, I, I want you to have joy in your life. God is not some cosmic killjoy in the sky standing there to, to deal deal you a, you know a blow with a hammer waiting to make your life miserable i remember going to when i was going, in college studying for my bac- baccalaureate degree mm-hmm. studying for the ministry and this was c- the theology that was kind of taught to us if god calls you to be a missionary it's because He wants you to suffer in this life. And they used to talk about, I've been suffering on the mission field. No, if God calls you to be a missionary, it's because God has given you gifts to be a missionary. And you will find joy in doing that work. If God calls you to be a pastor... It's because God has given you the gifts to be a pastor and you will find joy in doing that work. If God calls you to be whatever it is you're, you are, a teacher, a factory worker, a salesperson, whatever it is that God has called you to do, He has gifted you to do and you will find joy. You'll find joy in doing what He has called you to do. Accept this gift of joy. A lot of people think that faith and boredom go together. You know I mean, there's a lot of churches that start at 11 o'clock sharp and they end at 12 o'clock dull. I mean, they're boring. You know, you know why I come to good hope? Good hope is not boring. Right? You can't be boring with this choir. You can't be boring with this pastor. Right? I don't want boring. I I just won't put up with that. Some people think that if you smile, God can't be in it. I had a friend in college. He was studying to be a pastor. He was the son of my senior pastor that I was doing my student ministry at, at the church. And so we were both going to the same college. And he would tell me these tales of woe, of him growing up as a pastor's son in a holiness denomination. I was not reared in a holiness denomination. I was reared in a family that really we had a lot of fun and we had a lot of joy. We did not know Jesus, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. My parents eventually came to know Jesus. Yeah. Praise the Lord. We came to know Jesus. But I, did not, I was not reared in this. He would tell these tales of how on Sunday afternoon, he and his four brothers and sisters, they could do anything they wanted to. That was free time. They could do anything they wanted to as long as it wasn't fun. As long as they did not enjoy it, they could do it because it was the Lord's Day. They could not play football. They could not play games outside. They could not play games inside. They could read, but only if they did not like to read yeah he says Sunday was the most miserable time you go to church and then all Sunday afternoon you had to do something that was just totally boring that you didn't want to do and your parents were happy because you were you were having a, a terrible time and then you would go to church again in the evening and then you would go home and go to bed and he grew up despising Christianity that wasn't Christianity That was just some legalistic something or another that people had made up, you know? He he, he told me, oh, this is great. He told me, here's what I did. When I got old enough, he said, I got a job delivering the newspaper. He said, the only reason I got that job was because you delivered the newspaper from like 11 o'clock at night till 2 o'clock in the morning. He said, so that was when my route was. On Saturday night, I would plan my route so that I would end up at this gas station, going by this gas station that had a soda pop machine. I would always wait until it was after midnight, so it was Sunday morning. (laughs) And I would go and I would buy a can of pop on Sunday. (laughs) That was my way of snubbing my nose at my parents, at the church, and at God. And he said my parents would ask me the next morning Did you buy a can of pop last night on your route? Yes, I did. Did you make it to the gas station before midnight? And he said, I would lie. (laughs) And I would say, yes, I did. They said, good. That's ridiculous, people. That's absolutely ridiculous. That is not what God intends for us. Accept God's gift of joy. Now, now, now before we move on to our next next point, we need to understand there's a difference between happiness and joy. You see, see, what, what we're promised is not happiness. Happiness comes from the same root word as we get happenings. What happens in our life? And there will be good things happen in your life this next year. And there will be bad things happen in your life this next year. It's just the way life works. And you will not always experience happiness because it's dependent on what's going on in your world around you. But regardless of what goes on in your world around you, you can have joy. Because joy comes inside It's from having Jesus in here, not what happens out here. It doesn't matter who's going to be in the White House. You can have joy. It doesn't matter what happens to the economy. You can have joy. It doesn't matter whether you have a job. You can still have joy in the Lord because God is in control. You can be very unhappy with what's happening but still have joy inside and rejoice. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Remember that Jesus said in John 10.10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Life and have it abundantly. That's joy. Here's the third thing. Accept God's gift of hope. Yes, yes, yes. That's We're not called good hope for nothing. Because we have a good hope. Yeah. And here it is. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. A savior. Yeah. Salvation. What, is, what does salvation really mean? I, I, I think it means three things. It means forgiveness from your past. Oh, I need that one. Yeah, yeah. Some of you know my story. Yeah, yeah. I need forgiveness from my past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on television a couple of weeks ago. And they asked me, they asked me, how do you deal with what you have done? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the producer of the TV show, the, some, of, some of the some of the, 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 other, you know, the lower producers were like, hey, do we need to cut? It was being taped before a live audience, but it wasn't live. You know, do we need to cut? I mean, that's, that's like, you know, he goes, no, 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 keep rolling, keep rolling, keep go- rolling. This guy will know how to, he'll, he'll, he'll bring it out. Because they, they said, that was kind of a hard throw to him. He said, don't worry. He'll bring it out. If he doesn't bring it out, then we'll cut. But he can do it. I know he can. I've heard him speak before. That's not a problem for me. Yes, I've done a lot of bad things in my life. I've got a lot to be forgiven for. But my God has forgiven me. The blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed me, and I accept that. Do I forget what I have done? No. I want to be reminded of what I have done, but I don't wallow in it. I want to be reminded because it tells me of the grace of God. It tells me of the good hope that I have. It tells me and reminds me that anybody can change with God's help. That's why I have hope. Forgiveness for your past. It doesn't matter what you've done. Oh, but you don't know my past. It doesn't matter. Our God is big enough, isn't he? He's big enough. He is big enough. Also, not only forgiveness for your past, but freedom from the problems that mess you up in the present. Freedom from the problems. Will you have problems? Yes. Will they make you unhappy? Yes. But do they need to destroy your joy? No. Freedom from the problems that mess you up. You see, no matter what happens, God is here. No matter what you're going through, God is going through it with you. And God will see you on the other side. Guaranteed. And then fulfillment for eternity. We do not have to be afraid to face death. That's one of the greatest messages that we've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people are afraid to die. We don't like it. Because we don't know what it's really going to be like. No one's ever, We haven't done it before. Yep. Face it, it's a new experience. Yep. We, don't, we, we always get kind of worried about new things, right? Everyone does. But we know enough about it to know that God is there. That baby in a manger grew up, paid the price on on Calvary for our sins. He resurrected. He ascended into heaven. He is sitting on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. If we are in Christ, we are in him, and we are there too, and heaven is just taking us on home. That's all. We don't have to be afraid for eternity if we have. Jesus. Forgiveness, freedom, fulfillment, that's what it means. Number four. You see, we accept God's gift of boldness. We accept God's gift of joy. We accept God's gift of hope. And then, here's the last one. We accept God's gift of harmony. Now let me ruin your hallmark moments for a moment of reality. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, the, the, the NIV says, on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Okay? You say, well, that doesn't sound exactly like the old King James. Well, the, right, the new King James says the same thing the old, old does. Here, here's what it says. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Now, that's, that's, that sounds familiar. Right? It says, it's saying the same thing. Have you ever read those verses? No, no, no. We've seen them on the Hallmark cards, right? No, have you ever actually read them and taken time to look at what it really says? It does not say what the Hallmark cards lead you to believe it says. On earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Glory to God in the highest heavens. All right, so it's setting up, it's setting up a, 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 a two-stage, two-stage little uh, situation here. Glory to God. God is in the highest heavens. And then on earth, okay, that's where we live, all right? God's up in heaven. We live on earth. And on earth, what do you get? Peace, goodwill toward men. Not among men. Do you ever see that? makes a world of difference, changes everything. Let me ask you something. Since Jesus was born as a baby in the manger, has there been peace on earth? Since Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected into heaven and ascended into heaven, has there been peace on earth? Is there peace on earth right now? So according to Hallmark, this Messiah has been a miserable failure on this point. But Hallmark ain't Bible. According to the Bible, oh, now we got a different story. Glory to God in the highest heaven... And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Toward men from whom? God. It's not talking about us having peace with each other. Harmony with each other. That's not what it's talking about. Because if it was, it's failed. It's talking about God having peace with us. It's talking about us being reconciled to God. It's talking about peace with God. Has that been successful? Yes. That's what the angel was promising. Oh, we oh, I believe wholeheartedly in peacefulness among people. As as much as it depends on you, the Bible says, live at peace with each other. Even that verse, though, takes into consideration the fact that it's not always going to be possible. Right? Because you can't control what other people do. There are people that do not like me. I know it's hard to believe. It's the truth. Last week, I was informed that one of my biggest enemies committed suicide. I'm talking about he has been after me for 20 years, harassing me, hounding me, threatening me, doing everything he can to destroy my name. He absolutely hated me. And that hatred eventually ate him up. And you know, when I heard that news, it was like, I don't know whether to cry, to weep, to mourn, or to rejoice. I had all those emotions. It's like, I don't have to look over my shoulder anymore and wonder, I don't have to protect my family anymore and wonder about this guy. I mean, there's other people out there that don't like me either, but I don't have to worry about this one guy, and he was absolutely my biggest enemy. We're not always going to live at peace with each other. But once we accept God's gift of harmony, and that gift of harmony is that gift of being harmonized with God. Once we accept that, then we can can start putting this verse into practice. 2 Corinthians 5.18 God reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile others with Jesus. So they too, can experience the gifts of Christmas. Oh, everything that happened on that day, it's come true. The angel didn't lie. It's happened. And what we need to do is we need to accept God's gifts. You accept the gift of Christ. That Christ child in the manger didn't stay a child in the manger. He grew up to be the man the God-man, the Savior, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the Savior of you and me. And he paid the price on the cross at Calvary. He did it for you, he did it for me, so that we would not have to pay the price for our own sins. The wages of sin is death. All but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ.